Welcome to Tech Force Africa, where we look at some of the important issues that are affecting technology businesses in and around Africa. Now, for today, we delve into a very um, important and a highly, um, you know, engaging topic, and that is women in tech or women in technology. And I'm delighted to say that for today, we are joined uh, by Otema Urenchi, who is uh, Vice President um, of Mediterranean and African Growth Markets over at Salesforce. Otema is going to be sharing her thoughts um, on this matter of women in technology and uh, both within Africa and the wider world. Otema, greetings to you today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Now, thank you so much for taking your time. But uh, before we get into uh, the discussion, um, you know, our tradition here on Tech Force Africa is to start off um, with a little bit of an icebreaker just to get, uh, you know, the juices flowing. Uh, so for today, I think we can, uh, you know, just start today, you know, looking at, uh, you know, some either or. Uh, to get the ball rolling, uh, do you prefer to start early or to finish late? I like to start early. And uh, would you travel back in time or travel to the future? I think I travel to the future. That's a good one. Uh, Senegalese jollof rice or Ghanaian jollof rice? Oh. It's got to be Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a big bone of contention. It's a good one. We didn't throw in the Nigerian uh, variant of this one. <laughs> and then do you prefer productivity or efficiency? Efficiency. Efficiency. And then ebooks or physical books? I love to turn the pages. Yeah. So a real book. <laughs> All right, a real book, uh, you know, keeping it old school. Mm -hmm. So now we can get, uh, you know, into today's important discussion, like we said, uh, you know, looking and exploring uh, this topic of uh, women in tech. Uh, but uh, one of the big ones, you know, is to get to, to know a little bit about yourself. You know, you've held a number of senior positions and number of roles over at uh, Salesforce and other companies, um, you know. Uh, and the question is, you know, what was your dream job, you know, growing up? Actually, I wanted to be at the UN. So my first job, my first internship was at the, the UN. But what was always my passion was how do I change things? How do we make things better? And so that was my dream. And then I was, you know, through the graduate program, I joined another tech company and it was all around how do we take the technology to the world? So I kind of meshed the two, if you will, changing the world, but actually doing it with what? With technology. Mm. And uh, when it comes to, you know, changing the world, obviously, uh, the topic of uh, women in tech is a big one. Um, you know, at the moment, you know, how do we engender, you know, some type of transformation, then actually make sure that it's complete. And uh, there's actually has been, you know, some would argue to say uh, that there's been a lot of progress that's been made you know, in this regard, a lot of uh, demonstrable success, uh, you know, that uh, that is being made a lot of strides. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, there is still, you know, a lot of uh, underrepresentation in many uh, technology roles. You know, what do you think of that uh, state of affairs? Yes, I agree. There has been quite a bit of progress. I think um, many more women are getting into STEM. So that means you have a pipeline 
of engineers, etc. But there's also a lot of opportunity in other areas within technology. And I think that that's what I realized, you know, I thought, well, I studied business and economics, is there a place for me in tech? But there certainly was because you can be in sales, you can be in legal, you can be in marketing, you can be coding, you could do so many things within the tech space. And I think that that then opens it up for a lot of women. So we have a pipe, we've got the middle, and as we get to the top, maybe that's where we can start to see a lot more women moving into leadership. And I'm really committed to that um, at Salesforce is to see more women moving up into leadership roles. At this point, it probably seems uh, a bit of an obvious question because of the fact that we're even having this discussion. But maybe you could outline for us, you know, just uh, break it down and make it, you know, very clear to anyone who's watching or listening uh, just around why representation is so important and what it means for, you know, the broader industry as a whole. Yeah, I think representation is so important. I can share my own story where in yeah. many times I would be the only woman and perhaps maybe the only black woman in a room. And you need to have that additional um, sense of representation, meaning do you see others that look like you, who understand you, et cetera? And then also, I think very importantly, bringing that diverse perspective. It's not just about having a woman in the room for the sake of it, but women and people of other cultures and nationalities bring a diverse perspective and insights that make us all succeed. So I think that for me is what's critical, is ensuring that more people have a seat at the table, because I believe it is wide and deep enough for us all. I guess tied to all of this is the fact that uh, this is a pervasive issue, you know, across the board. And you hear, you know, similar stories being said, you know, in other industries. And I think earlier on at the beginning of the conversation, you started off by saying that, you know, um, one of your dreams was, you know, to work for uh, the UN, you know, for example. Um, technology in particular, you know, what is it about this particular space that has captured your attention? Well, I think, one, I love technology, you know, its utilization, etc. And for the Africa continent, I think it's been transformative. Let me give you an example. When I'm in Ghana, where my family is from, I can use mobile money to do anything. I can buy stuff. I can, um, you know, we go to a restaurant. I have a, my mother has a gardener in her house. He doesn't have a bank account, but he has a mobile money account and he can utilize, I can send him his monthly earnings. So I feel like the transformation, one technology brings in so many people who may have traditionally been left behind. And I talked about how I like efficiency and ease. So within how many clicks I'm able to pay these set of people in my mom's house or go to a restaurant and pay for food. So for me, it's that ease, it's the inclusiveness, and it's the opportunity to solve some challenging problems that we have currently in our world. We can use uh, technology for that. I think another great example is um you know we have in our family we you know we do some volunteering and stuff and in some of the more remote areas in ghana they're trying to use drones to do what to deliver medicine so that's where technology is so impactful it's changing and addressing some of our complex issues today and also building for tomorrow 
Now, it certainly is, you know, doing a lot um, in, uh, to help us out there. I like the mobile money um, example that you gave because, you know, when you travel, you know, to certain parts, um, you know, of the continent, uh, I'm yet to visit uh, the western part, but having visited the eastern part, you mm -hmm. see how pervasive your mobile monies are and just how simple it is to, you know, sort of usurp cash. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that is inherently, you know, a lot of people would say that cash isn't safe mm -hmm. um, and that cash has a lot of limits, you know, to it. And, you know, seeing how things like your mobile phone can help to um, solve for the everyday challenges that people have when it comes to simple transactions and stuff like that. You know, it's really great to see, um, you know, how, you know, technology can help um, to actually have an impact and drive change in people's lives. Um, coming back to, you know, this issue of, uh, you know, the representation that we're talking about, um, at the beginning, we started off talking about the fact that, uh, you know, some would argue that there has been uh, a lot of progress uh, being made in terms of, you know, getting more, you know, uh, women involved into developer roles, coding, uh, the VC side of things, you know, the entire value chain. Uh, but in your experience, you know, since you started in the industry, you know, uh, what would you say your experience has, uh, has been in terms of, you know, seeing that progress on the ground? Is it really, you know, as much progress as we say, or, you know, do you see areas of lack? I think there's a lot of progress. Um, I'm not going to date myself and tell you when I started in tech, but certainly <laughs> when I started, I can tell you in my graduate joining group at a very large tech company, there were three females that we joined. Okay. And we had to learn so much. And uh, sometimes it felt a bit intimidating. Right. But if I look at the journey now from from going from I've been in IT, I've been in telco now back into IT, I can tell you there is a lot more pipeline. Many more women and girls are studying in STEM at the beginning. And then also you have people who, as I mentioned, are across different uh, disciplines, but within the tech industry. Right. So it's the it's the coding, as you mentioned, it's the VCs, it's the legal, it's the marketing, it's the sales. That's all part of the tech sort of environment. And I think that number is growing. I think there's more to be done. And where I think that there's more to be done is we've done an incredible job of the pipe, building those capacities and skills and getting young women um, hired and then into the middle. But then there's that missing part up into leadership, right? And that's where I think we need to invest more to ensure that women's careers are sustained and that they can move up into the leadership ranks. Because now that I've moved up into leadership, I'm back into this very few space, very few, mm -hmm. women, very few women. It is, you know, really great to see uh, the fact that, you know, there is progress, but like you said, um, there are always areas of improvement. And, um, you know, one of the things that's always great is when you see, um, you know, those women that are um, in leadership positions, you know, quite notably, I think the one that can't be denied is a figure like uh, your Cheryl Sandbergs um, mm -hmm. of this world, uh, you know, making uh, their mark. I can even think about, um, you know, over at uh, Bloomberg, uh, there's a lady called uh, Emily Chang, who has done a lot uh, to actually point out some of the inequities um, you know, that are in the industry across 
um, you know, that pipeline in, that you were talking about. But drilling down specifically on Salesforce, um, you know, how is the company, um, you know, actually uh, helping uh, from that point of view and, you know, that perspective, you know, can you tell us just around, um, you know, what the culture is like there and some of the initiatives being made? Yeah, so I think um, one of the things that's so interesting is that Salesforce, we actually did an audit uh, in 2015 company-wide, and it revealed that there was a pay disparity, right? And that pay disparity was between the sexes, male and female, and we decided to close that pay gap. And we've spent over 10 plus million uh, ensuring equal pay for equal work for women and other minorities. And I think that's a really great demonstration of our commitment at Salesforce. And uh, obviously, because this is Tech Force Africa, we have right. to drill down even further, um, right. you know, to get a sense of um, what that, you know, particular discussion and conversation looks like, um, you know, when we look at, uh, you know, Salesforce's, um, you know, involvement in the African market. Yeah, so um, what I lead, we call it the Africa growth markets, and that's Africa outside of South Africa and Egypt, so that wide swath of northeast, west, and central. And uh, so I think one of the things they've done is uh, they've hired a woman, right, to, to lead that area, and I think that that's quite uh, good. I'm also very conscious to ensure that I have highly skilled women uh, on the team, and I'm happy to say I've just recently hired a woman from Senegal. Uh, so we're going to have that Joloff battle, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, and we're super focused on that. We have communities in North Africa, in Morocco, where there's trailblazers and there's lots of women. There's an amazing trailblazer woman uh, who is from Liberia, who is driving our training. It's called Talent Task Force for Africa uh, now. And she's doing a tremendous job building local capacity across West Africa. So those are just a few examples of what we are doing at Salesforce um, and the women who are leading that. And I think one great shout out uh, is to Ursula Fears, who runs our skills uh, development for Africa. And she's a woman and being very conscious too that within these programs that we're doing that we focus on women as well. Really great to uh, hear of, uh, you know, some of the people that you are putting into place, um, Otema, and uh, someone like, uh, and also some of the shout outs that you gave, uh, mm -hmm. someone like Ursula Fierce, uh, that's someone, uh, that's someone that I have uh, that I have engaged with and interacted with, definitely um, a trailblazer. But when it comes to actually making sure that we have that pipeline in place and making sure that, you know, people are being groomed, you know, in the lower, the mid and, you know, upper ranks of a company like Salesforce or the rest of the sector, um, you know, could you just talk to us a little bit uh, around, uh, you know, what you guys are doing, but also at the same time, if you have any, you know, case studies, you know, or of any specific people that you want to highlight, um, you know, either journey or anything to just make it more concrete um, in people's minds. Sure. So company-wide, there is Future Force, which is sort of the graduate program 
uh, that uh, brings in young graduates and people to skill up. In the wider community, of course, we have our trailblazer community. And that's where I was mentioning also someone like Nell, who has, with a group of people, developed the Africa Task Force. I mean, in that, the Talent Task Force, that is amazing, where you find youth in countries like Liberia, in Nigeria and Ghana. So it's now currently just focused on West Africa, where they are building their skills, getting certified and ready to join the Salesforce ecosystem. And that's a really well supported program. So I think on the continent, um, you have these initiatives and we're gonna be doing more obviously with Ursula. And then myself, I try to be really focused on helping uh, young people, you know, volunteering and mentoring. So focusing them on careers in tech. So now that I'm at Salesforce, hopefully I'll be bringing in <laughs> a lot more uh, African youth. But what I focus on is skills, right? Both the their technical skills and capabilities, but also what we used to call kind of the soft skills. But I think those are your power skills, right? So you know, how can you be a, an effective communicator? How can you deliver with impact and have strong presence? Um, how do you understand the um, sort of the how you work? You know, because maybe some of the kids coming from diverse backgrounds aren't as familiar with some of the um, the ways of work, right? And so I also want to share uh, those components. So it's about building their skills, it's about building the power skills, and it's also about the ways of working more effectively so that you can reach those milestones that you want for yourself. So that's what I'm about, is the programs, asking and i'm going to be shouting out you know so asking people who are listening are you mentoring are you pulling someone back from behind to move forward and in terms of uh, pulling people from behind and moving forward any success stories uh, that you have for us yes so i have um a number of young people i started with them more than uh back in 2010 uh, in several countries in Africa, uh, they were mostly, we, we started with them as I was at IBM at the time, and now many of them are at different companies. Uh, some have moved on to Oracle, some have moved on to SAP, um, and I'm hoping to get some of them at Salesforce, but they've done tremendously well, and we've kept sort of this network um, and they become sort of, they're a bit of my young tribe because they tell me what's happening, what's hip, what's going on and what, <laughs> what needs to happen from the generation um, who's ahead of them, how we can support them and their growth. So that's, that's a bit of, I'm really super proud uh, of those uh, young people that are dispersed across um, Africa at the moment. You know, I think the, the, the point that you've just raised now with the, uh, you know, your, your, your team uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the network that you've been building of uh, these young people uh, sounds like a decade long, you know, yeah, uh, yes. type of relationship uh, that we're talking about is the fact that, uh, you know, by you helping to, you know, you know, uh, pull them, you know, like what you were talking about just now, they also help you 
in terms of keeping up with you, you know uh, what's actually going on you know what's going on in their generation pain points mm -hmm. and that type of thing so it's definitely a win-win uh, from that uh, point of view and um, tied to that is the fact that you mentioned that you know uh, these uh, th these young ladies that you were speaking about are from several countries mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately you know despite you know some thinking Africa is not homogenous it's not one country um, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's made up. It's made up of uh, you know many territories. Um, mm -hmm. you know, fifty plus countries, many provinces, religions, peoples, languages. How do you? Um, what type of measures you know do you actually have in place? Yeah, to actually gauge uh, the fact that uh, the nuances in all of the different markets uh, that you're dealing with when it comes to representation of women, you know, is actually taken care of, especially when it comes to that support and development of, uh, you know, the, the women in those roles. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. Like um, I was asked to do some speaking uh, in Nigeria, in northern Nigeria, which is predominantly an Islamic area. And um, I remember going in and thinking, okay, we had certain ideas about how we wanted to run the programs and stuff, but I always meet people where they are. And so the, the person coordinating it said, it's going to be a woman only group. Uh, and that's because it's a very conservative environment. And so we had to scramble and find females who were going to provide the coaching and mentoring. Right. So that was the first big ask. And the thing is, we could have gone in and said, you know what, um, these are the people we had. Um, we had, you know, a couple of guys, but I realized that if we really wanted to make the impact, we had to meet that particular tech hub where they were. And they were in a very, as I said, Islamic conservative environment. And so if we wanted the women to benefit from the coaching and stuff we had to meet them and it ended up being a very successful program a number of the women graduated and did well and there were no boys what <laughs> <laughs> they did well so i think that was a good lesson for me in terms of the nuances so what was the goal the goal was to have the impact and to have women be educated and if we had to adapt. And I think that's about the nuance of understanding the market, understanding the culture. And then as you do that, you get more people on board. Because had we shown up perhaps maybe with a group of guys, we wouldn't have gotten the attendance that we needed. Maybe the fathers wouldn't have allowed them to attend. But because we understood that, and we um, only brought in uh, female coaches and et cetera, we had strong attendance. So those are the kinds of nuances that are important that I do take into account uh, when yeah. I'm working in the region. I think the issue of nuance sort of points to um, one of the biggest complexities uh, when it comes to dealing with the issue of representation, because there are a lot of intangible factors. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, complexity uh, that is involved uh, in all this. Um, and a lot of the time, it always bodes well, you know, to be able to measure um, mm -hmm. the success of certain initiatives and steps uh, that are being uh, that are being made and addressed. So maybe you could talk to us just around, um, you know, how you guys are addressing the issue of measurement. How do you quantify uh, Salesforce? 
you know, is one of those companies that's famous, you know, for uh, data and all of that. How do you guys uh, measure um, when it comes to these efforts around uh, representation? So um, focusing on, let's say, the talent side, right? I think the key is looking at how many people uh, that we're getting through some of these initiatives. So looking at how many people are in the initiatives, how many people are then getting successfully certified. And that number, we want to measure that year on year growth, right? So as I mentioned, Nell has a program um, that's covering West Africa. She and I have discussed, you know, so she's got specific targets, right? So the next time you come back to me and uh, talk at TechForce, I'll share with you because these are newer programs. I can be able to share with you how many of the students have gone through their certification because we're measuring that, right? So yeah. it's a multi-month program which kicked off. And now that uh, we are getting people to that point, so it's train them, then get them ready for their certification and help them prepare and then they get them certified and then hopefully into some kinds of internships, et cetera. So that's what um, we're looking to do. And as I, I might not have mentioned this, but I'm only enrolled since February of this year. So I feel like we're doing great things in a really short amount of time. And we'll certainly be there to, you know, see um, how things, you know, grow and develop, you know, as your tenure does continue. Um, a lot of things achieved, you know, in a very short space of time. Who knows where we'll be by the time you reach, uh, you know, year two, year three. Um, but before we actually went live, I came across uh, the Salesforce uh, Women's Network, and mm -hmm. uh, for for the benefit of our audience, uh, that's a, a significant uh, Europe, Middle East, and Africa quality group actually tasked uh, with overseeing gender equality programs. Could you offer us some examples just around um, you know how that works and specifically its relationship uh, for Africa's uh, women's women in tech? Sure, so thank you. So I, funny enough, I'm attending my first event for that uh, network tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm gonna get uh, get tucked in there. And I think one of the, the key things um, I'd like to see is us to start to formulate uh, that for our Africa uh, areas. I know there's a great one happening in South Africa. There's a network uh, there. And so what we would like to do is to make sure that we see that in other parts of Africa as well, so that there would be a, a network. And I think for that network, my focus would be around mentoring, because that is, as you see in the ones that exist currently, there is a lot of mentoring and coaching, a formal program where young women can connect uh, with people that are more mature in their careers and provide them coaching and guidance. So that's what I'd like to see. And I think this is great when you, as I said, I'm sure you're going to interview me again. And when you do, we'll be able to kick off and share with you the results of the work that we've done. I like the fact that you're already, you know, uh, outlining some of the things that you'd like to achieve, uh, because I think a big question at this point is what 
goals do you have you know mm -hmm. when it comes to um actually achieving more equal representation um across the african markets uh, you know that you're looking after and uh because we've detailed you know throughout this discussion you know where we've been and sort of where we are so in terms of you know peering into the future um you know as you are approaching uh, you know um your 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 mark here you know what type of things would you like to see well, one, I would like to see uh, more female representation on the Africa teams. And as I said, uh, you know, I've already kicked that off by hiring someone from Senegal and hope to see that um, so that we have parity uh, across um, the countries that we serve. I'd also like to see a greater female participation in our talent, early talent programs, uh, because I believe that that begins to give us the pipeline. So in the Africa task force uh, around talent, like to see, my goodness, should I put a stake in the ground and say, can we have 50% female uh, in these cohorts? Uh, that would be an amazing yes. achievement. So we'd love to see that. And then also within our partner ecosystem, I'd like to see more women entrepreneurs becoming Salesforce partners and hiring and growing their businesses. So one internally, uh, two, in terms of talent, uh, building our capability and capacity, but also in terms of entrepreneurship, having more women becoming Salesforce consulting partners, um, ISVs, developing apps, I would like to see that in the Africa region and beyond. It's really great, you know, that you're taking such a holistic approach because, you know, it's one thing to do things internally, but uh, companies like Salesforce are you know, driven, you know, and uh, quite a bit uh, by those partner networks, um, you know, those evangelists, you know, that are on the ground dealing with customers and the like. And if you can have, you know, that representation in those networks, you know, it really does, you know, quite a lot to achieve, you know, a number of the goals and, uh, you know, the stake in the ground um, that, uh, you know, that you've put uh, down there for yourself, you know, 50%, it's uh, definitely something, you know, that can happen. But for the people that are, you know, sitting, uh, watching, listening, um, you know, to this discussion, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the women that are coming up in the ranks themselves, or perhaps the advocates, you know, that are looking to support, you know, greater representation, um, what type of action do you suggest that they actually take um, when it comes to some of the sales, uh, Salesforce initiatives? So I think the first thing is they should get on Trailhead because Trailhead is, uh, it's free. And so that's a real democratizing thing, right? So to acquire knowledge freely, I think that's a first step and it gets you exposed to our platform and it gives you skills uh, and it allows you, as you build up, let's say your badges, et cetera, to become a trailblazer. I would also recommend joining uh, one of the communities um, there are a lot of communities that are forming and some are been in existence for a while. And then from there, you can sort of network and grow your business as well as seek for job opportunities. So I think those are two things that those who are listening can do immediately. So once this, they finish listening, go on to uh, Trailhead and you know log on and, and create your profile. And then also if there's a community in your area, join.
So that's the advice there, you know, go to Trailheads, make sure that you register a profile, join, and, you know, get uh, the journey started uh, from that point of view. Really great discussion, Otema, you know, just highlighting uh, what uh, some of the efforts are um, over at uh, Salesforce. We're talking about, uh, you know, women in technology, um, you know, detailing the progress that has been made, you know, so far. But, uh, you know, Otema just making the point to say that uh, there is still more that can be done particularly um, when it comes to skilling as well as uh, actually increasing those pipelines um, when it comes to getting you know more women you know involved in some of the leadership roles across um, the value chain you know not only you know within the tech companies there's a legal there's marketing you know there's venture capital there's a lot you know that can be done you know both internally as well as within uh, you know the partner network and then lastly you know just giving us some insight into some of the things that uh, you know people can do and she shared as well some of her goals you know just around you know that representation um, in the region and uh, of particular interest was um, the fact of nuance you know to say that when you're dealing with a number of different markets um, you know across a territory you do need to go in there on an individualized basis and uh, you can't take what's worked in one area and hope that it will work uh, wherever you go you sort of have to take it adapt it and make sure uh, that there is the right um, you know fit whenever you go in there so thank you so much uh, you know Otema for just giving us and sharing uh, those insights insights you know with us on that uh, point of view thank you so much no no thank you but before we do let you go uh we wanted to you know maybe do something uh, that that gives us a you know yet you know another little bit of insight you've shared quite a bit of your journey you know with us already but we wanted to get a sense from you around um you know the best and the worst, you know, piece of career advice you've ever received? Hmm, that's a good question. So yeah. I think, uh, let me start with the worst. Uh, I think uh, I was once told, you know, be more assertive like a man. That's <laughs> the worst advice. <laughs> and, and I think that the best advice, conversely, was around the fact that there are no limits. You know, and the limits that you see for yourself, they're just in your mind. So break through those limits and keep climbing. So that's what I would say to everyone. Um, there are no limits, you know, so keep climbing, keep pushing for that dream that you have. Break through the limits and uh, keep climbing. Those are the words of Otema uh, Urenchi, who is uh, the Vice President of Mediterranean and African uh, Growth Markets over at Salesforce. And that brings us to the end of uh, this particular session and episode. Uh, this has been uh, TechForce Africa, where we look at uh, some of the important issues affecting technology businesses in Africa. This was TechForce Africa. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a star rating and a review. See you next time.